Hi, I'm Gemma. And I'm Rachel. And this is Modern Soul Speaks, a podcast for the spiritually inclined and curious. We hope to create a community for soul seekers who want to take control of their spiritual health and holistic well-being. Each week, we introduce you to new concepts, techniques and modalities to help all of us become conscious co-creators to live our best and most magical lives. So today we're talking about the concept of primary and secondary food. Now, I wanted to go over this in one of our first episodes, as I know that this is a concept that I will refer back to time and time again, and I really want it to be clear on what I mean on this. So it's really weird. Like, my mum actually used to talk about this when we were children. So she's a homeopath, and she didn't call it primary and secondary food but I was reminded of it when it came up as a concept uh, when I was at nutrition school and I was like oh that's really interesting my mum actually used to talk about this obviously at the time I completely forgot all about it but then obviously you come back to these things and it, it starts to make more sense so okay so what is primary and secondary food um, so Gemma you know we've been over this before and we've had those conversations about about what that is and it's an idea in its most basic form that for the physical food that we eat we call that secondary food and that just fuels us it just gives us energy however primary food is the nourishment that sustains our life so it's what gives us joy meaning fulfillment it makes life worth living it's not actually anything to do with the food that we're ingesting um, so it feeds us beyond the plate basically the idea of being is that if these things are out of balance these primary food things that they can really affect our health it drives us to eat for the wrong reasons. You know, if something's out of balance, we might be trying to fill a hole with the with food that cannot be filled by that because it's unfillable with a secondary food like chocolate or pizza or whatever it may be. So in its simplest form, when we come home and we look to Deliveroo, it may not actually be food we want. We may be craving something else. Um, that may be a hug. It may be someone to talk to about a day. Intimacy. It could be movement. So when our primary food is balanced and we're happy the majority of it, the food we put in our bodies becomes that secondary factor. So if you think back to a time when you were having like so much fun or you're working on an exciting project and you just forget to eat and kids do that all the time, they forget to eat when they're playing because they're just having so much fun. Oh, I love that. That is so cool. So I have a question. Yeah. This sounds a little bit like a chicken and egg situation, like what comes first? <laughs> so could the secondary foods influence the balance of primary foods? Yeah, good question. So there's no doubt in my mind that when we eat well, we feel well, and then subsequently we, we do really well. However, it is really hard to want to eat well, and in fact can be a real struggle if things in our primary food zone are just a little bit shit. We just don't want to, we just don't want to eat like that. <laughs> so, but when your primary food is nourishing you, the food you eat is just there to provide that support for health and energy. Like we don't have to focus all of our attention on it and it doesn't have to become the bane of our lives. Like we can really easily control it. Um, and then when primary food balance is out of control, suddenly we look to that secondary food for that more support when we become hungry for something food is the easiest and probably most obvious thing that we kind of mistake it you know for filling a hole and yeah it's very easy to mistake uh, a hunger or desire in our lives for something meaningful for that physical hunger okay so let me get this like make sure i understand what you're saying so secondary uh-huh. uh what we eat is a secondary food yeah and then a primary food is what nourishes us on a deeper level. That's right. That's exactly it. Cool. Okay. So what sort of things make up the primary foods then? There are four widely accepted areas that make up sort of that primary food. So one is healthy relationships. The other is uh, regular and exciting physical activity, a fulfilling career, and lastly, a spiritual practice. And it's really... It's really about feeling kind of empty when those primary needs aren't met of those four key things. And obviously what happens when we feel empty, you know, as I just said, we mistake that for hunger and we try to fill it with food. But, you know, who tries to feed 
those holes with kale and broccoli, <laughs> it's usually food that is like nutri- isn't nutritionally good. dense. <laughs> like we do want pizza, we do want chocolate, you know. Like you, we, we say, I feel rubbish, I want to eat something comforting today. Uh, maybe that's a dinner that, you know, we used to have like in childhood that provides us with some comfort. You know, it doesn't matter, whatever it is. The problem is, is when we continually choose to use secondary food to feed an imbalance in our primary food zone. So if you were to imagine, Gemma, like if you did that over time, that can lead to some significant diseases and health issues. So, you know, the usual kind of stuff, heart disease, diabetes, health issues associated to like chronic stress, chronic inflammation, sleep dysfunction, adrenal issues, cortisol and hormone imbalance. Like the list just goes like on and on. That is a long list. Yeah. But yeah. Makes, makes perfect sense. So this is a really kind of metaphorical thing then. So the uh, what people are really feeling hungry for isn't the food yeah that's exactly it so there there are things that they're feeling hungry for like things that could be i don't know like play fun touch romance friendship Mm. love achievement um self-expression it could be alignment to purpose or fulfillment uh, spiritual connection you know these are all essential forms of nourishment So I'll start with what I think is probably the most important of those key areas, um, and that is healthy relationships and intimacy. So I think the quality of our immediate and most time-consuming relationships really speaks volumes about our health. And there are loads of clinical studies that show that people who feel lonely have more physical and mental health problems. Like, that's a given. That's definitely scientific. Yeah, I've heard that in so many different, like, connection is key to a long life, is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. So when we're talking about like relationships, we're sort of talking about relationships with anyone. So that could be parents, partners, in-laws. Oh, big O, everyone. (laughs) Very stressful. Um, You know, your friends, mums of the kids, our kids are friends with, online communities, spiritual circles, and so on. So anyone. Okay, that's interesting. I love this topic. It's so... Yeah, it's such an interesting way of looking at nutrition. And so you're talking about community. Like, does the type of community affect the out- your, like the outcome? You're talking about when what you highlighted was online community. That's quite interesting. Yeah, so community is interesting, especially at the moment with COVID. So some people felt more of a sense of community during lockdown. So people were helping each other out. They were getting their elderly neighbours, you know, shopping and stuff. I went and got some Weetabix for my next door neighbour. I felt very good about myself afterwards. Um, <laughs> got to get the Weetabix in. <laughs> got to get the Weetabix in. Um, and some people felt a real enhanced sense of community sort of at that time. But then, of course, the exact opposite was also true. And some people really experienced such a sense of, of isolation. And that's where, you know, online t- online communities is interesting. Um, some people really feel that social media has opened up a whole community for them. So, mm. and I, I agree with that. You know, it's enabled like-minded people to find each other. You know, Gemma, I look at your crystal community on Instagram and how lovely they all are. Um, okay, so so for those of you that don't know, Gemma has a crystal business as well. <laughs> and as part of that, she has these Instagram live sales. Um, I think that they every, are they the first weekend of every month? Yeah, they're kind of growing. There's two now. I think I'll be through soon. But yeah, always the first weekend of the month yeah. is a definite. Okay, and you always tell me how delightful the girls are. I say oh, girls, so I think nice. they're like 99% women, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay, cool. As long as Although we had a little girl picking for her mum the other day but yeah that's completely off track (laughs) (laughs) but they're delightful you know and they're congratulating each other when they get the crystals they want um and it just sounds like they have this collective amount of like generosity of spirit so you know that just shows that being online has certainly benefited some as it's opened doors to finding a similar tribe with the same interest definitely um but in saying that you know i would I would probably still agree that the the highest quality of connection is personally and face-to-face. Particularly, I think, you know, for spiritual people, it can be easier to pick up the energy of someone in person more than online. And that feeds a need as well. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And there's, yeah, you need to get the energy of the person. Even wearing the face masks at the moment, there's this disconnect where I don't know if you've 
I think I'm getting used to it now. But yeah. at the beginning, it was quite like, repellent's a strong word. But yeah. it was like you can't connect to people. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I felt a little bit like that. Um, yeah, it's been a really weird time. Mm. So, guys, just for anyone that doesn't know, we're currently recording this um, sort of Q4 2020. So we've come out of lockdown, and I think we're just about to go into another lockdown. Yeah, it's currently a Saturday um, in October, and Monday, Boris, good old Boris Johnson is probably going to... Yeah. Probably going to come out with... With some lovely new news <laughs> for us all. Some potential lockdown yeah. news. Not so great. Okay. Um, but I guess the point that I really want to make about community is that it's really important to have a positive and supportive community, whether that be like online or whether it be in person. And if we don't have that... I don't think we necessarily always feel nourished. You know, even if you're not somebody that likes to be around a lot of people, mm. like even if you're, you know, a complete introvert, there are there is going to be times where you're going to need or want community around you. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, whether that is in person or whether that is online, I just think it's so important. And on that sort of point, I guess, about, about people and community, low-quality friendships... <sighs> They're fun, aren't they? Aren't they? Yeah, yeah. wow. I they're think... more energy than they're worth. I agree. In a, in a loving, kind way. Yeah. Um, and then the word nourish comes... Straight away, I'm like, yeah, it doesn't nourish your soul at all. No. You're struggling with someone like that. Absolutely. And they're hard to get rid of as well. Yeah. Um, am I allowed to say that? Um, you know, the people... I think that tend to put us down or they aren't supportive of our choices, cause us any type of stress or I guess what I would call an energy vampire. Mm. Um, you know, we all have those friends that drain us of our energy, but also they're the ones that you just quite, can't quite let go of. Do you want to explain to people what an energy vampire is in case that's it? Or I can. You, you would explain yeah. that far better than I would. So energy vampire is probably a phrase we are going to use all the time uh it's a real phrase and when you explain it to people they're all like aha and i can name 10 people okay i've got got my energy vampires basically these are the people they can be family or friends who you spend time with and being in their company drains your energy or you just feel your emotions go from your normal point to a sad or low point and it's not their fault they it's very unlikely they probably know they're doing it but they're probably coming from a lower vibe and they're the idea is they're taking your energy to help lift them up and in the outcome is your energy goes down they don't know they're doing it it's it's almost a survival thing isn't it and it's not a deliberate thing um but we have to look after ourselves. It's not necessarily we're saying don't have these people in your lives because no. some you have, you know, it's a must that you have to have some of them in your lives. But it's take time after you spent time with them to raise your energy up again. Do something positive for yourself, even if it's something. Um, I would recommend just a, a shower or a bath because it cleanses the energy. something like that I love that like the idea of being underwater like Mm. under like running water in a shower I find it so cleansing you can feel the change Um, you can even smudge yourself a few weeks ago isn't right okay I'm not a planet person but isn't Mars in retrograde yeah so and I properly and I don't normally experience the planets yes but boy was I experiencing the other week to the point I was like you know what I'm gonna smudge myself (laughs) I'm gonna I love that. And it worked. Brilliant. Felt brilliant 10 minutes later. So it's doing that. It's just putting yourself back to neutral. If you feel you're around people that are potentially energy vampires and then go again. Yeah. I think it's so important because it really does make a difference. And you can be like, you know, down energy wise for days afterwards. And it's important to know why and how yes. to pick yourself back up. It's the consciousness of it, isn't it? It's being aware that you're putting yourself in that situation. I've got a few friends who have loved ones, you know, loved ones they've got to see. They do love them. They want to be yes. around them, but they know spending time with them is going to be hard. Yeah. And um, or they complain a lot or whatever. And so every time they complain, put a 
pound coin in your little mental box. Yeah. And treat yourself to a box of chocolates that equals that amount. <laughs> like, try and flip it around. Yeah. You know, even if it's something silly, just try and be, okay, this is going to happen, but I can make a positive out of that situation. I love that. I think that's such a good way <laughs> of looking at it. Talking to the nutritionist and I'm convincing people <laughs> to have more chocolate. <laughs> It's absolutely fine. <laughs> Do you know how much chocolate I eat each week? Yeah. It's disgusting. <laughs> so, yeah, so the whole relationship piece is, is really important, like friendships, relationships. And actually, I want to just touch, I guess, on intimacy here as well. So, Gemma, intimacy is huge. And we touched upon this earlier today when we were having coffee or coming back from coffee. I had to study intimacy as part of the wellness stuff. And I was really surprised how many types of intimacy there is. There's like six or seven different types. Wow. Yeah. I thought it was one. Yeah, I know. One. I intimacy, know. job done. This isn't necessarily intimacy with your partner. To be honest, I think it's a tall expectation. And I don't mm. think that one person can meet all intimacy needs. I just don't. Uh, so I won't go into all of them just because, well, there's probably a different podcast actually. But, you know, suffice to say, you obviously have, you know, your sexual intimacy, emotional, um, intellectual, uh, and a number of others. But what I really want to talk about, because I think it's really relevant to our listeners, is spiritual intimacy. Oh, so, I like that phrase. Not yeah. heard that before. Yeah. So this is a thing, a natural thing. So we'll just wait for that siren to go past. And cue the first ambulance issue. <laughs> it's gonna hang out just outside. It's gonna look, it's gonna stay just there. Spiritual intimacy, like that that may be having the intimacy with someone to talk about the bigger picture, um, what else is out there, sharing spiritual beliefs with one another, uh, and talking about sort of spiritual books. Um, or feeling safe to talk about spiritual experiences. So for spiritual people, soul seekers, light workers, you know, whatever whatever we call ourselves, um, you know, and if you're listening to our podcast, you know, this is, is you yeah. basically. Um, this is actually the one area of intimacy that we usually crave. You know, we want to talk about the woo-woo stuff. And I think sometimes if we have a partner, we usually go to them to share uh, the woo-woo stuff with them. Uh, uh, yes. I can, yeah, my, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say his name yet. I will double check if I'm allowed to use my husband's name on the podcast or not. I guess he won't care, but I'll check. Will he listen? Is he going to listen to our podcast? No, he won't listen. <laughs> okay, then. Russell, 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 Russell. <laughs> there we go. He's so not going to listen. I'll know if he has now. Um, yeah, he's not even interested in this. And I was saying to you earlier, I kind of don't mind that because yeah. I, but it's, it reinforces what you're saying. I don't go to him for that no. intimacy and I don't expect it from him. Uh, but he, what's interesting is he kind of listens. Yeah. You know, so he's getting a bit out of, obviously he knows what we're doing right now. Um, but yeah, no, I've never thought of it like that, but he's not the person, I mean, I guess that's you at the moment. Yes. We are. Yes. Our spiritual intimacy partnership. We, we actually are. <laughs> That's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew that so was a weird? <laughs> it's so weird. But it's also, I think, for spiritual people, it's so important. And, you know, and as, as you've just said, and as we've said before, you can't, I don't think, I think it's a tall expectation to rely on one person to provide everything. And I think that that's a rough expectation on that person in life, mm, you know, whether definitely. it's that intimacy or something else. But, you know, if you don't have a partner that's into it, you don't have friends that's into it, that can be quite isolating, you know. And I think it's really important that you have a spiritual friend, a psychic circle, or like a community or a vibe tribe that get it. And you can experience spiritual intimacy with them. I know from personal experience, like when I was living abroad and didn't necessarily have anybody um, that was spiritual around me, I did feel isolated and I didn't even realise it until, you know, I get back to London and then I, you know, I met you, um, I've got like a psychic circle and a level of community that I just never, ever thought that I had, I would ever have, or in fact, would ever really want. I didn't realise that I needed that until I had it. 
Okay, so you may have just answered. I was going to ask you what you would suggest people do who feel that isolation, or are you saying that maybe you're not aware of it at that point? Sometimes you're just not aware of it, but I think when you start to kind of seek out when you know if you hear this for example you go you know what actually I don't have anybody that I can share my spiritual Mm. stuff with you know uh, whether that be experiences or spiritual desires or just interests you know this is where we talked about online community Mm. this is where online community is brilliant for the spiritual stuff you know you can get on Instagram Facebook I mean I don't use Facebook I only really use Instagram but you know the crystal stuff my god like I was gonna say the community um I so this is, I've got two businesses. I've got a shop, an online shop, um, hopefully not for much longer. Fingers crossed. Exciting. And the crystal business. And um, do completely different customers, but the crystal, they are a community. They're there, they've created their own community, which is like blows my mind. Love that, that. They've almost wanted it themselves and created it. They are lovely in the comments, like you were saying. But what's come out of it that's... I've seen it happen to other people and I didn't ever think it would happen to me, which is I've got new friends now that I met on Instagram. Yes. I've never met in person, but I talk to on a Zoom, face-to-face, quite regularly. Nice. Okay. So, And I was thinking the other day, that's uber modern. It's like, no, it's not. It's pen pals. It's a modern yeah. pen pal. It is. That's brilliant. Isn't it? Yeah. That's exactly. But we actually can see each other and I will have a coffee on a Sunday morning. Yeah. with this person I mean to be fair one of them I have met um at one of the workshops that we the crystal workshops we do but it's a world that I like so for these people who maybe are feeling isolated yes like you don't know what's coming like you never know in a year's time yeah you may find that you're facetiming people from around the world you don't even you haven't ever met in person but actually you have such a connection to now, I think as well that comes back to a bit of manifestation as well mm. in a way. You know, if you're sitting there listening to this and going, you know what, I really am missing somebody that I can talk to about this stuff, you know, start manifesting it. You know, just start sitting there thinking, okay, what would I like? Well, I'd like a, a friend that I can talk to about my spiritual stuff or I'd like a psychic circle or get online and have a look at, you know, psychic circles near you um, or, you know, I've we've got a spiritual kind of development coach mm. and through her I've met my like a vibe tribe of of women as I said I didn't even know that I was missing out yeah until I met them and was like wow you know and you know when I met you last May and you, you immediately just kind of click with someone and go oh I can talk to somebody about everything yeah. you know um, all the spiritual stuff and it's so nice to be able to share it without that fear of being judged. Because or put back in your box. There's oh, a real, yeah. sadly, and again, they don't know they're doing it, but if they're not spiritual, um, there's a repellent thing that happens, isn't there? They're like, whoa, definitely. What's, what are you on? What's happening? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think actually, to be fair, I wouldn't even choose to go that way with Same. those people. Same. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say anything about it at all. I'd be very, ma- I am generally very mainstream. Yes, me too. I, especially in the corporate gig. Yeah. Um, you know, the people that I, I work with are, yeah, I don't know how open many of them would be to this. Um, so I just wouldn't even go there. Yeah, which I don't mind. It's not like there's this resentment. No. Um, and I'm hiding, I mean, I am probably still hiding parts of myself towards certain people but I also like the contrast yeah yeah like that's a good point being really open with people I know I can enjoy like why would you be open with someone you're not going to enjoy that conversation with yes it's so you true know? you may as well have a different conversation with them and some people it's just not appropriate I'm yeah. not going to sit down with my boss and talk about all the crystals I've bought that weekend oh you, you so know. should <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even sit down with my ex-husband and talk about that. Just because I think he'd be like, how much have you spent? What have you bought? You know, he's like, it's like, that's not the point. Yeah. He's no, he was never, he's not and was never kind of into this stuff mm. either. I mean, if I went and said, you know, I'm going to go in for a psychic reading, he'd sort of roll his eyes. Obviously, as soon as I got home, he'd be like, tell me, what did they say? You know. That's he, the irony. As an I do, there's a lot of that, isn't there? Yeah. I think people... I don't know. They want to step into it. Or they wouldn't mind. Part of them, their soul, wouldn't mind. Yes. But the logical brain's like, whoa, no. Yeah. That's not a thing. And I think as well with 
men specifically, I'm not sure if I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, um, but with men specifically, I think there is, because there are less men in this space, I think that they don't see other men doing this stuff and don't necessarily feel like it's something that they wish to explore. Yeah. um, Because there, there is, you know, they would feel isolated in doing so. Yeah, and it is a shame when you... I mean, they are so welcome, and I see them in my workshops, yeah. and it's a fantastic progression for the future. Definitely. And they, like, more the merrier. Definitely. But it's a shame for them as well that they may sit in a room of 20 women and they're the only guy. The girls, I think, love it. Yeah. <laughs> <But, like, laughs> chatting to that guy. Yes. But there's this... It's a shame they're, they can't have a... I mean, they probably feel like they do, but let's hope there's more equal quite soon. Yeah, I really hope that that happens. I was in um, the crystal shop down the road uh, in Greenwich uh, a little while ago. Do you want to name them? Am I allowed to? Yeah. as well. Well, A little shout out. A little shout out. Uh, We don't get a kickback um, for this, by the way. I wish we did. I wish we did. If anyone wants to give us a kickback for mentioning crystal shop, (laughs) apart from yours. (laughs) I know, I'm like, talk about other crystal shops, not mine. (laughs) That's weird. So um, the little shop down the road in Greenwich is called Stepping Stones. Um, and I'm probably in there cause sort of every weekend. You live in there. I do live in there. Yeah, I get all my books in there. Obviously, I get most of my crystals from you, obviously. I get the odd crystal from them. Gosh, She's I'm a good friend. In trouble. trouble. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was in there the other day and saw... You know, because you have to stand, people have to stand outside now because the shop is quite small, mm. and you know they let kind of six people in at a time or something like that. And I saw a couple of men, like young men, come in um, to the store by themselves, looking at books or crystals or whatever. And I was really surprised. I was That's like, good. "Wow, this is so good!" The fact that we're starting to see. Um, you know, to see men coming into stores like this, especially by themselves, not dragged in. Like my poor husband yeah. was always dragged into places like that. You know, um, I think that that's a really good thing. And I think, all right, if we can start seeing more and more men getting into this space, um, that would be lovely. And that would be a big shift it of would consciousness be. as well, I think. When that happens, um, the amount of other speakers and people that like, females who are like you know they're kind of they do the work and the guys they are susceptible and following yes and it's just hopefully at some point it flips that they're again like I was saying that they're equal yes that'd be great Mm. so just moving on slightly so the second key area that I want to touch upon within the kind of primary food zone is finding a physical activity that we love so you know, we all know that exercise is so important. You know, it's good for heart health. It keeps us strong. It keeps us mobile. Um, it fuels us with endorphins. Uh, you know, and when we feel strong, we're strong in mind and spirit as well. Gemma, what's your experience with exercise? Do you do a lot? Because I know you do a lot of yoga. Yeah, I mean, I'm the I should do more category. Right? <laughs> like, um, we've said in the past, I'm very... Uh, mind and spirit and I need to look after my body more like but yeah I do tap in I as in I try and exercise every day again because of covid it's like I need to make sure we and I work from home so it's really easy to not leave the home for days by accident yes so I'm like I have to be we got I bought myself a treadmill last year and it's like I've got to be on there once a day but that's only if I know my body's up to it, so certain times of the month, I know it's like, yeah, really? I'm on like operating on 30%. Am I going to use that 30% to do like hit interval running? No. Absolutely not. And on yeah. those days, it's a walk up a hill for an hour. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. Yeah. Or like you said, yoga. On a, on, a, on a day that I know I've got lots of energy, because I think I get it, it gets trapped in my solar plexus as well. So I want yes. to get rid of this energy. Yeah. Um, yeah, running. Oh, but that's if my body wants it. And that will also be, I'll start running. And if my body's like, nah, can we change what we're doing? We'll go from a half hour, just full run to yeah. hit running to have, you don't know what I mean. I literally yeah. tap in and see what it wants to do. Yeah. I and go from there. That's a great way to, to do things. Um, 
you know, I do think that we should be doing something every day, some sort of exercise. You know, I would never say to somebody, oh, you should be down the gym, you know, six days a week, putting your body under massive amounts of stress or doing something that's not your bag because it's seen as the right thing to do, you know, or everyone on Instagram is doing it, you know. Yeah, it's that pressure. Absolutely. And I think as we get older, like we learn or I from personal experience, you know, when I was in my 20s, I would put myself through, you know, a boot camp every single day, plus maybe a PT session three times a week and a run and, you know, make sure I got, you know, 12,000 steps in. And I was, you know, convinced that that's what would keep me happy and healthy. Yeah, not so much. Yeah, you know. And also, like, I have to tap in just to, like, I don't know about you, but as you get older, if you're doing the opposite to what your body wants, you you could feel the pains the next day. You've yeah. got to like, what does my body want me to do today? And if you go with it, yeah, you're okay. And if you're not, it's like, oh, my back's not happy. Or yes. whatever's going to kick Completely. in. Completely. And I think as well that there is something about the idea that, you know, we do need to push ourselves some days. and But intuitively, I think we go, you know what I really want? I really want to do some like, some cardio I want to get my heart rate up you know Mm. really high and those are the days when you do it I wouldn't ever say I would never say to myself now in my 30s oh okay I you know I feel like shit I've had three hours sleep last night but I'm gonna go down the gym and I'm gonna you know smash out a 10k and then do half an hour of weights I just wouldn't put my body through that because I've got too much respect for it now (laughs) you know it's put put up with a lot over the last you know well, 15 years, um, I wouldn't necessarily put it through that again. So it's know. just not a fun process. No, absolutely I mean, not. I think when you're younger, you can. You can be like, I'm 10K every day, bosh. Yes. And there's a point, sadly, where that's a bit more debatable with your body. You've got to yeah. see what it fancies doing that day. And if you don't enjoy it, don't yeah. do it. And that's my biggest bit of advice about all of this. It's all about finding, you know, the right um the right exercise or the right movement um I was talking to somebody the other day who was saying that she should go to the gym um you know she should go to the gym Mm. but the only time she could do it was at 9 p.m so she looked pained yes right she looked (laughs) pained I felt her pain um and then we started talking about her son's basketball training and she said that she was speaking to the coach because it'd be really cool to join a, a woman's a women's basketball team and they don't have one so she and that coach are creating one well like her Yay. face changed you know it was like I'm really excited it means that I'm going to meet new people people that have a similar interest to me so it goes back to that point of community as well I'm feeling connected and you know and she's going to be doing an exercise that she actually enjoys and will make time for you know um we have to find something that we love and is fun otherwise it's obvious we're always going to find an excuse not to go i mean you mentioned running Gemma, i hate running i find it the most boring thing um oh yeah no i've got a treadmill at home ipad on it watching films trying to stop my brain go can we stop now can we stop now <laughs> but no we are watching a program focus on the program <laughs> I get so grumpy when yeah, I, when I, I run. Um, but I signed up to do, you know, so last year I signed up to this charity ultra marathon in July 2020. Now it's for an amazing foundation, a friend's foundation, and that was the only thing that kept me training. But the event was unfortunately cancelled. Uh, but there was a sort of smaller virtual event in its absence. So probably about three months ago, I ran 50k across five days. Wow. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Round thank of applause you. for Rachel. For a non-runner, that's quite far. Yeah. Um, and that first day, I was like, right, I'm doing a half marathon just so I know that I've done the majority. Um, and then I could split the rest into just kind of tiny chunks over the next few days. Um, anyway, so I did it. And you know what? I haven't run since. I hate it. Like, I can't do it. I just can't bring myself to do it. However, you know, I've, I've gone and I've taken up swimming now, which I love. And it's something that I used to do, you know, as a teenager. Um, and I, you know, really enjoy ballet um, and weights and, you know. I didn't know you liked ballet. Yeah, I went to, I did a little stint at ballet college when I was like 16. Um, Very cool. Yeah, I really do love my ballet. And then 
actually I hurt my back and couldn't do it any longer um but yeah exercise has always been quite important um and obviously has been quite a big part of you know my journey with um you know body image and Mm. stuff like that and I'm sure we'll touch upon that another time but you know exercise for me has always been a really big part of my life um whether that's in a healthy or an unhealthy way um so you know I think if people don't like activity I think open your that that would be my advice open yourself up to a different type of activity you know so you've got I mean obviously I'm biased but there's all kinds of dance I was gonna say that's a really interesting because people don't put it in the same category do they you wouldn't see dance as exercise no not necessarily yeah and that's a really clever accidental extra that you get is it's good for your body absolutely and you know that's fun that's mm. going to get you there and it's going to get you going back every week as well yeah and you know you can really work off sweat i did a lindy hop class once wow never do it again um i was i felt, came away feeling like as a former dancer i feel really uncoordinated and just really rubbish um, but that's intense isn't it like so going intense. everywhere on that one absolutely <laughs> and you do get off a real sweat mm. um you know i've been for runs with less sweat going on <laughs> um and, you know any of the martial arts as well is another one mm. um you know karate judo you know whatever it is um there's also things like you know cycling in summer rounders in summer hiking you know there's there's so many different things that you can do that aren't you know they're not necessarily going down the gym and going down the gym and doing this stuff it's actually just getting outside and doing it and it might be going for a long walk with a girlfriend once a week you know um you could do like a 20k walk or something that's what me and my girlfriends do i i've realized we're not the normal girl group like we won't go shopping we just rock up somewhere and go for a walk for six to eight hours just walking and talking so yeah Yeah. and also it keeps you away from disgusting you know crowds of people in malls and stuff like that oh yeah it's not fun it's not fun especially when you're an empath (laughs) (laughs) too many people (laughs) too much energy um so the next point so the third point is career so I think people underestimate how important career is. You know, we spend so much time at work or thinking about work and people don't really give it as much thought. They just sort of say, oh, you know, well, I go to work and I earn my money and, you know, they don't really think, okay, but what could I do that's really creative? How can I have my work aligned to my purpose in life? And, you know... It can be quite a limiting view if we are just looking at it like that and if it's just there to make money. Um, You know, meaningful and exciting work is so nourishing. Like knowing you've done a great job and had a fulfilling day is just the best feeling. It's a real kind of, what's the phrase? Uh, Work to live and live to work. Yes. It's that, isn't it? Like you don't... I understand people who work to live... Yes. If you have to go to work every single day, you may as well live for that job. I yeah. think love it. Yeah. And enjoy it. You have to. I think you absolutely have to. Um, I think it's something that people really need to think about if they don't love their job. Um, so if anyone who is listening isn't in love with their career or is looking for a career change but doesn't really know where to start... Um, a tool that we learned sort of when studying nutrition and wellness uh, was basically to journal what your interests are. So if you start by making an exhaustive list of all your passions, your hobbies, the things that you like to do in terms of activities or leisure activities, you know, what do you watch TV about? Uh, What are the things you read about? Um, You know, this list in your journal should be absolutely massive. Everything you enjoy in life should be on that list. And then look at it and think about what you could talk about, write about um, all day long or for at least, you know, 40 hours of the working week and pick a handful of those things as indicators as to the work you may wish to do going forward. And then once you've got that list, you can then brainstorm all the types of jobs that could be associated with each of those things. And then you can consider, you know, education or um having a look at you know talking to somebody who is within that industry and getting more of an understanding or make one of those things a hobby for example so it's a starting point to finding something that you you love and obviously if changing career isn't an option right now you know we are in a, a difficult time um but you're not happy with your current job again journal what would make it better 
Could you take on responsibility for something else outside an area that you'd find interesting? You know, do you require more support in your job to make it, you know, more fun or doable or to take the stress out of it? You know, so careers are a really big thing. So, if, you know, if you're not happy, look to make a change or look at what you can change in your current job that could help. Yeah, and I'd say I definitely like the idea of turning something that you love into a hobby first. Definitely. Just... Yeah adapt it have it as your main kind of joy outside of your work because nothing to say some jobs yeah okay like my my husband's ex-job he did not like the job um but he loved the people yeah I don't think he would have left because of the people he ended up leaving because we have a business together now but his hobbies were his fulfillment and that was what he was happy with but also I'd say my now crystal business yeah it just started off from me wanting to learn more about crystals. So I've been in the holistic industry for like 15 years. Loved crystals, but was not retaining the information about what they all meant. So yes. I was like, right, I am going to deliberately post one post. I think I do like, back then it's changed now, but about one crystal over two weeks. So that's like 14 facts. Yes. And because I was deliberately doing it, I've retained that information and unknown to me, it suddenly started to become a company in London asked me to do workshops. Yes. It grew and grew and grew and it's a business. It's almost like you never know what's going to happen. And just if you have a passion, try it as a hobby. Yeah. And be open to what could happen next. And the thing is, is that so many people can get help or, you know, yeah. receive something from what you're doing as a hobby. So... I'm not sure if if anyone hasn't seen Gemma's Instagram page (laughs) around her crystals. It's so good. It's full of so much information, you know, and you talk about each of the crystals as well that you sell. And, you know, it's just so helpful, really helpful. It's absolutely brilliant. I think echoing that as well, like when I first started studying in nutrition and wellness, it really was as a as a hobby. It was something that I was, you know, so passionate about and have been, you know, again, wrongly or rightly, I've had a very unhealthy relationship with, you know, food, my body, eating, emotional eating, all that sort of stuff for years and years. But, you know, when I went down the route of studying it, it was really as a personal journey to help me find some self-acceptance and some answers on certain things that I couldn't get from, you know, perhaps the orthodox medical industry yeah you know definitely and then obviously that had led to my qualifications and you know now this sort of thing what that we're doing you know we're talking about sort of nutrition and wellness and it's a lovely evolution that's not deliberate isn't it you've just followed that path learned about something you're already interested in yeah and I bet you weren't day one you weren't pushing to where you are now no this is lovely same with the crystals yeah it just happened it just happens doesn't it yeah um and then I think to put be able to put a spiritual take on it as well which is something that I'm also so interested in trying to combine the two together yeah that's um, so interesting the fact you're doing both yeah I love it you know yeah and that's what you need you need something that you love and I've still got the corporate gig which is great you know I'm so grateful for that um but this is you know the thing that really feeds my soul So talking of soul, the last part of um, sort of primary food is around spirituality. So developing your spiritual practice, I think, is really profound. It's also very hard to verbalise and explain. Mm. So for me, you know, I, I think spiritual nutrition feeds us on our deepest level and it can dramatically diminish cravings for distractions and superficial desires in life so developing your spirituality could mean I mean it means different things for different people and so I'm sure our listeners will have loads of different ideas as to what this is but you know it could be meditating it could be you know uh, being in nature practicing Reiki it could be joining a psychic circle having spiritual development lessons taking courses on different modalities you know listening to our podcast it could be any of these things and all of these things and I personally know that when I'm connecting to my practice I feel inherently in sync with the universe. I know I'm on my path. I feel brilliant. I feel aligned. Now, when I'm not 
on my path and I'm not connecting, I do feel disconnected. And if, or if I'm too far down the rabbit hole in the corporate job, or if I haven't done any kind of connecting up, and that's the theta thing that we'll probably talk about another time, or I haven't done any tarot um, or seen spiritual people or seen my psychic circle, I'll distract myself in some really bad ways. So, you know, I won't look after myself. I'll spend money like water in Zara that I don't necessarily <laughs> have. I don't go to the gym. I aimlessly scroll through the Daily Mail online. Oh, fatal. Hideous. Hideous. <laughs> yeah. Talk about like drawing your self down um you know and I'm not doing anything with real purpose so for me connection to my spiritual practice is so important because if I'm not connected like the worst will happen Gemma what do you think like I know you're really far down your spiritual path and you've been practicing like numerous modalities and you have some natural gifts that are really cool but what do you do with your spiritual practice do you deliberately do things that are going to enhance that or is it now just so inherent you do it day in day out and you don't feel a need to really think about it it's interesting you ask because that feels a hard question to answer so maybe it's more integrated now than I realize Mm -hmm. so it's not as deliberate as it used to be we were saying earlier I used to be like a 5am miracle person get up do my like again this is the 20s thing isn't it yes uh yoga run meditation like it was so (laughs) intense like how many different things can I do in two hours affirmations but I've got one minute to do them because I've got another 10 things to do yeah she's not particularly very spiritual because you're not really (laughs) sat with any of that and I would do major long intense meditations which are fantastic but now again I tap in every day yeah uh like uh, my intuition I tap in and write the answers so I do that all the time but I think it's more for me now, when I can feel my energy's going low, is making sure I reconnect to bring it back up. Yes. That's so, and I notice it a lot sooner than I would have done years ago. Yeah. And to bring it back up quicker. That's really interesting. And then in terms of things that you would do to bring it back up, I mean, one of the things that I love doing, we spoke about this actually um, sort of offline earlier, is being aligned as possible to nature. Mm-hmm. So, you know, spending time, with, I know, in the woods sounds very dodgy (laughs) what are you doing in the woods (laughs) that's a whole other podcast (laughs) doing anything in the woods sadly no Um, (laughs) but you know being out in i don't know if you when i used to live in australia you know i'd be by the sea so i would go into the sea and it was just up to my knees um but really feeling cleansed and one with nature um eating you know naturally grown foods waking up with sunrise being asleep when it's dark and like eating in tune the seasons that nature piece yes definitely I think nature's brings huge. me back yeah 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 and I think I don't know it's so fundamental that deliberately connecting surely brings happiness to people pretty quick think so yeah Yeah. I think it does yeah sadly people don't notice unless again they're kind of going down this path yeah um but we are animals at the end of the day yeah like the planets are should be our main focus yes you're absolutely right I agree so okay so that's kind of I suppose where I'd, I'd leave that um I think spiritual practice most of our listeners will be really okay with um, but yeah, they're like tick yeah that one. tick got that one um and I guess I guess my my sort of key message with the concept of primary and secondary food is that you know if any of our listeners are struggling with their relationship with eating food you know whatever that may be to have a look at the primary areas of life that we've discussed like relationships movement career spirituality and look really look at where and journal you know where you may be feeling unsupported out of balance unhappy and those feelings could have a massive knock-on effect on the food we eat and why we eat and what it is that we're craving you know when people require support food is the real crutch and the most convenient thing we can turn to to fill that hole um now if anyone has any questions at all about the primary and secondary food concept if i've not explained it particularly well just dm me via instagram or the website it's modern soul speaks um, and i shall try and answer your questions and even if i can't i will respond and give you some resources for information about all these things oh thank you rachel that is such an interesting topic and personally it makes so much sense but it's not how i've seen my food ever Good. You know, it's Good. not where I've come from. But of course, if you're coming from such a positive, happy place, mm. 
you're hopefully not going to be turning to food. You, in fact, it's just, yes, you need it to live. It's yeah. fundamental. But I definitely in the past have, if I've had a bad day, I, it's like, well, at least I can make this meal amazing. Yes. And I will eat badly. Amazing, I think, to most of us equals not healthy food. Yes. Yeah. But sadly. Yeah, or sadly. I'll get that takeaway or... Yeah. But yeah, to turn the focus away, it's almost like they say, um, if there's something going on in your life that's, or you're focusing on something, you've got too much time on your hands. Go and make joy somewhere else, and then you stop focusing on it. It's so true. And that's exactly what it's like with food. Mm. You know, feeling out of control with food would indicate would is for me personally when I get to the point and it's, it still happens every now and again if I feel out of control with food I look at okay hang on why am I focusing on that what's going on in my life you know yesterday I had or the early hours this morning I had you know uh an interesting experience with a friend of mine and you know I got off the phone and the first thing I did was reach for the biscuits now I know consciously because I've you know studied it to death, but I know consciously why I'm doing that. That's emotional eating at its absolute worst. I mean, it was like two or three in the morning as well. And I'm eating a packet oh, of M&S biscuits, you know. But it's I know what I'm doing and I know why I'm doing it. And consciousness is the first thing that's going to turn that around. And I'm guessing you see now um, how far down the path. Yes. Like that's not what it used to be like you're getting better and better and better always yeah you know it is a muscle and it is something that you can kind of go oh why am I about to dig into a packet of biscuits and also it's like well I might have a couple of biscuits because I might need the sugar I might need the comfort Mm. whatever it is that's fine but you know let's not get a subscription to Ben and Jerry's for like three days that's something you said to me this morning you know like let's not do that and not know why we're doing it so you can give yourself I want to say a bit of love but that's also an issue isn't it seeing food as love that's a whole other whole other podcast yeah but yeah you can say all right I acknowledge one biscuit not not the packet yeah like I don't need the packet because I know fundamentally that this is not going to fill the hole that is in my heart yeah because I've just had this you know row or I've just had disagreement or I've been let down by somebody that is a different hole that needs to be filled and chocolate biscuits or pint of Ben Jerry's is not going to do it I've been down that route I know that that is not going to do it it's probably a girl's Oh my gosh, best friend. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. You know, our two best friends, um, Ben and Jerry. (laughs) And I believe in the future, at some point in, well, not too soon, but I know you've got plans to do emotional eating. I have. Very exciting. I I think we'll all enjoy that one. I'm so excited about that. So that's uh, an advanced course that I'm doing on some of the other stuff that I've already done. Um, and that kicks off soon, and that's, I think it's seven months, but I'm really excited to be looking at emotional eating. So in eight months' time, we may we may get a bit of info from you about that one. Definitely, Yay. absolutely right, yeah. Brilliant. So, thank you so much. Gemma, what are we talking about in our next episode? Do we know, or are we just playing it by ear? So, I believe the next episode is going to be me talking about crystals. Yay! Because we haven't said grit. Because we've said crystals quite a bit this one. We may as well talk about it next time. So yeah, I run a crystal for beginners workshop and I'm going to do a kind of smaller part of that workshop. So why why work with crystals, how they're good for you, um, you know, the fundamental ones you need, that kind of information. Yeah, that's brilliant. I'm really looking forward to that one. Yeah, thank you again for today's topic. That was Rachel's first, and boy, does she do a good job, guys. God, I do feel like I've raced through that. It's such a massive topic to try and get everything out about. And guys, if you did find that helpful, um, please do rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. Um, and obviously get in touch with us as well. Uh, if you have any feedback, we love to hear feedback, or if you have any ideas for future podcast topics. So, you know, our website is modernselfspeaks.com and our Instagram handle is modernselfspeaks. So we're pretty easy to find and we'd love to hear from you. Okay, see you all soon. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.